Good afternoon, Aggie fans, and welcome back to the Aggie Podcast. I'm Brian Holloway, your host. Uh, with me today, I have my co-host, Spencer Turkin. Uh, also, my other co-host, Carl Harrison, is with me. Uh, and our special guest today is uh, North Carolina a head coach, Samuel Sam Washington. Uh, and I guess, in a certain sense, uh, Carl is also a guest for us, because he's going to kind of explain this whole ticket information uh, thing with football coming up uh, this fall season. But uh, I'm certainly happy to have Coach Washington with us. Uh, yesterday, we released our 2021 football schedule, and so we're going to ask him about that uh, here in a few minutes. Uh, Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Excited to be here. Good to see you guys. Outstanding, outstanding. Great to be seen. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's kind of go down this thing a little bit here. Uh, we'll start at the very top of the non-conference games. Uh, you know, a lot of times we started with a Division II uh, opponent. This time we started with one of the better FCS teams historically uh, in Furman. Uh, what do you think uh, the Paladins bring to the table? Um, as you stated, uh, just a solid football team. Um, well coached, uh, very disciplined, do not beat themselves. Um, you know, just play hard. Um, it's a very worthy opponent, you know, to start the season. Now uh, uh, we go to the uh, Duke Blue Devils. Uh, two years ago, we played the, the Blue Devils. Uh, and actually, we were leading that game. Uh, Jermaine Martin had a 66-yard touchdown run, uh, outstanding. And then uh, they kind of uh, took advantage of us in that second half. Uh, to me, Coach, it just seems like the difference seemed to be speed. They just seemed to be quicker to the ball and numbers. They just had better numbers. Uh, what do you see from the Blue Devils as a challenge as an FBS opponent? Well, um, the wheels actually came off with less than two minutes ago into the second quarter. They scored 21 points in two minutes and 18 seconds. And they started on from a turnover. They only scored seven points in the second half of that ball game. So, you know, the big difference was that, that that window. We had a turnover, we turned the ball over, and they scored with one play. Then we had another turnover, kick return, they scored. And uh, we went three and out. And, you know, so the wheels fell off in that ball game. I'm very excited to get back to it, to be honest with you. I'm looking forward to playing Duke again. I, I'm telling you, I really am. And I'm, I'm still upset. Because it was the fourth quarter. They were up 34-13, and he still threw throwing the football. I didn't forget. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of those games, you know, uh, they, they feel like they have to run it up on you to in order to get style points. And so uh, certainly I do remember that, and it's good to know that you remember it as well. Um, next up, we have uh, North Carolina Central. Uh, and I know uh, their head coach is true and dear to your heart just because I know you. Uh, you know, I know how much he means to you. Uh, talk a little bit about the, the Eagles and that matchup, because b both you and Coach Oliver have been on both sides of the rivalry. Um, and so talk about that matchup with one of your, your pupils. Well, um, as you stated, um, Shooter Mahad, I mean, he's one of those players that uh, just grew on me like a wart. Um, and I knew early on that uh, he was going to be uh, a good football coach, too. As a player, he wanted to know why. You know, most players just want to know what. And they don't care about the whys. And, um, you know, but he did. And, and um, developed a just a good relationship and a great bond with him and his family. 
Put that all aside now. Football day, <laughs> that's a different story. Game day, different story. But, um, you know, the Eagles always, um, it's a rivalry game. So, you know, you throw away all past happened has happened, you know. So it's about that ball game on that particular day. Uh, we got to bring our A game and play and do what we do and do it well, and um, and see what the see see where uh, where it where it lead us. Coach, how do you see that rivalry? Uh, you know, I've heard it said that. Uh, well, I heard it from Coach Broadway. Uh, I heard him say that uh, North Carolina Central, uh, well, North Carolina A and T does not like North Carolina Central. North Carolina Central hates North Carolina A and T. How do you see that rivalry? Because you've been on both sides of it. Hey, well, you 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 made it very clear to me. You say no, no, no. It's Aggie Eagle class. <laughs> 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 so since that day, I have understood. Uh, you know exactly what it means, you know, and you're right. I, I don't agree with Coach Broadway. You know, um, it's like anything else. If you have been um, on the short, gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to the losses, you possibly would despise or just a little bit more. And, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure this, uh, you know, recent years, you know, we, 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 we like nine and two, so I, that has something to do with it. Uh, Spencer, you have a question about non conference games? Yeah, coach, it'll be the first game back since 2019 uh, when, when the Eagles come to town, and actually, the last opponent at home is North Carolina Central as well. What is that going to be like to run out on the sidelines of Sewer Stadium and, and be in front of the home crowd? Oh man, I, I, ooh. I've seen so many different. Uh, <laughs> I see balloons. I see stars. I see so many, you know, bright pictures, uh, just coming uh, forward uh, this season, and particularly that week. You know, the Eagle Aggies, Aggie Eagle Classic is just. Uh, it's one of the best. It's one of the best inter city uh, interstate classics in, in black college football, and and I've been involved in several. Bayou Classic, or the Florida Classic. Uh, so, so I've seen a few, and this this one goes second to none. Uh, we are here at the Aggie Pridecast with head coach, head football coach Sam Washington, uh, giving another welcome to Stephen Harrington. It's always got to give him a shout out because he's here every week. He's a devoted fan. Uh, certainly, if you have a question about the schedule, put it in the comments section. Uh, coach, how? Significant is that Robert Morris game because North Carolina A&T uh, and most black colleges have played in a historically black conference for 100 years. Uh, this is the first year that we won't be in a historically black conference, and that first Big South game will be very historic. What is the meaning of that ball game uh, when we play Robert Morris in a non-historically black uh, conference? Well, um, as, as you stated. It's uh, inaugural, you know, it's the very first one. It's the one that will be remembered. You know, I think people remember the first and the last uh, more than any other. So um, this one that will go down in the rec record books and um, we, we excited, you know, to, to get the season started this way and get this conference play started. Um, 
you know, against a worthy opponent in front of our home crowd. And I think that is uh, a great way to get it started. So uh, they, they better come ready. Locked and loaded, baby. Locked and loaded. I think it's the corner of Sullivan and Lindsay or something like that. Come meet us That's at the it. corner of Sullivan. Yes. Something, yes. something of that nature. <laughs> That's where we'll be. Go ahead, Spence. Coach, when you think about this schedule, you get to start out big play with two home games. Uh, do you think that'll be helpful as you try and navigate through a new conference that at least you're going to be in some familiar territory to get that going? Well, you know, honestly, it's unfamiliar territory altogether. You know, you know. Um, now what I do like is the first one at home. Now I really, uh, I really like that thought. But um, uh, from that point, it's it's playing football. Uh, to field a hundred yards and fifty-three yards wide, and and have lines. We we'll play. So, um, but um, there's nothing wrong with playing the first two at home. I take it. <laughs> How much work has gone into learning about all of these new opponents? Has this year really been about dedicating yourself to watching a ton of film? Oh, tons, tons of film, tons of film. We still have quite a bit more to go. Um, you know, we're trying to work on personnel is the difficult part. Um, fortunately, um, we got a chance to see them play, you know, during the spring, a few other teams anyway. And which was quite helpful, but uh, you know, TV copy and um, computer copy is totally different. You know, we we won't exchange films until the end of the season, um, their season, and that. So this summer going to be very important and very challenging. Um, you know, to, but we just got to put in the time and get them broken down and get an understanding of what they uh, do well and what uh, they you know trying to get accomplished. Uh, um, one thing I have noticed, Furman in particular, a lot of movement, a lot of motions. Uh, I call it window dressing, you know, trying to get you to get your eyes in the wrong place you know, and, and attack. Then you got Kennesaw uh, running that triple. They running that triple option and, uh, and very good at it. It's been very interesting uh, this offseason and Again, we still have a ton of tape to evaluate, break down, and um, and we'll get it done. Coach, uh, have you guys mapped out that North Alabama trip? Is it anything similar to having to go to Florida A and M or Bethune Cookman or anything like that? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, honestly, just looking at it on a map, it's going to be a little more difficult to. Um, get to uh, to reach, and and we're not sure if we flew into Huntsville, Alabama, we still would have like a four hour bus ride. Yeah, so so that's gonna be one of those trips, you know that, um, you know we have to wait and see, see how, how, you know what's good and what's not, and you know what works and what don't. So we'll we'll try a couple of things, and then hopefully we'll find the right solution. Well, Coach, I got a new best friend for you. His name is Lonnie Shaw. He said it looks like you lost some weight. So uh, I, I, I like Lonnie. <laughs> yeah, but you know, honestly, I have been working on it, and uh, I have lost some, but not nearly what I need need to. 
Outstanding. Slim and Trim. Uh, head, <laughs> Slim and Trim, head football coach, and we're ready to roll. Uh, you mentioned Kennesaw State, uh, that triple option that they run. Uh, we have to go down to uh, the Atlanta area and play those guys. Uh, you know, uh, I think our fans like Atlanta. It's been, it's been good to us. Uh, give me your thoughts on Atlanta. Uh, well, I love Atlanta, too. <laughs> but um, Kennesaw is a, a, a true opponent. I mean, a worthy opponent, you know. And triple option can be deadly. So it's very important that we get it uh, stopped early. You know, we, we hang our head on stopping the run. And that's what they're going to do. Uh, they do a little play action with it. and um, But uh, controlling the fullback in the line of scrimmage is going to be key. And, and if we're able to uh, do those two things, I think we'll be fine. Coach, uh, I, know, I know one of the big things with the triple option is having someone who can run it in practice so that you can get a good look. So who, who's actually going to run the triple option in practice? Uh, I, I don't know if you're aware of this. In high school, I played quarterback. And I was a triple option quarterback. <laughs> 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 so I promise you, I will teach somebody <laughs> options so we get a good look. Uh, I totally agree with you. It's very important that you get that kind of look. And um, so we'll get it done. We, I ain't going to say it, but we already have started. <laughs> We'll find hey, wait a minute, coach. Wait a minute, coach. You lost all that weight. I, I'm thinking you're gonna run a triple option in practice. <laughs> that's what I thought he was about to say. <laughs> I thought that's where he was going. Hey, I promise you, that's where I was going. But I thought about it. I said, "Well, I better back." <laughs> yeah, but um, we, the walkthrough periods, I definitely you know, enjoy doing them. You know, but that's the walkthrough periods. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we'll definitely get someone trained up. You know, for the. Uh, for the tempo. We got to get some cameras down there for that. Make sure we record. We still live out there. Run that triple option. That, that, that's the hype video for the week right there. Coach scoring. That, hey, listen, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. How important is it that uh, Hampton is on the schedule? It's one of those traditional opponents. Uh, they've been in the Big South a couple of years now. Uh, we make a visit up there to uh, Armstrong Stadium. How important is it to see a Hampton on the schedule again? Well, whenever you get the opportunity to play at HBCU, I think it's good. You know, uh, being that we moved to the Big South and we'll, um, and they're the only, you know, traditional or uh, historically um, black college, you know, in within the conference, uh, I'm happy, you know. So so that week we'll get a, a, a big marching band, the whole nine, you know, but people be out frying fish and chicken, you know, so you, <laughs> you get the whole, the whole shebang there. Um, so uh, Hampton is a worthy opponent too. Now you got to understand now in the nineties, Hampton possibly was one of the better teams, you know, in uh, HBCU for sure. And one of the top always ranked, you know, in uh, FCS football. So, a very worthy opponent, um, do a lot of things uh, well, uh, except travel. They don't travel well. And uh, I, I recall we we played them there one year, and I thought we had more fans than they did. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So so I was kind of disappointed with that part of it. But 
Um, far as playing, they'll worry the opponent. And so let's get after it. Uh, and then we have the uh, we have the greatest homecoming on earth, of course. Heard a lot about this game. Uh, some people don't. I don't think some people understand how good Monmouth is uh, and what a worthy homecoming opponent that's going to be. Uh, they're actually going to the playoffs uh, this spring, and they've been uh, to the playoffs previously uh, recently. Uh, talk about that homecoming matchup with Monmouth. Yeah, uh, and the defending champions, uh, conference champs. You know, so. Um, I think that's for itself for as uh, being worthy. You know, they winners. They know how to win. Uh, they're a good football team. They again one of those that do not beat themselves. Uh, play very extremely hard. Um, have a very good quarterback. I think that is the reason for their success. Uh, he made very good choices with the football. Um, can run. Don't like to, but he can, uh, which make him a, a dual threat. Um, Defensively, they are fast. They are very fast. And um, they fly around. But uh, homecoming, when I first saw the skip, oh, no, not homecoming. But uh, <laughs> as I think about it, that may be the best time to play them. You know, so we can use some of our uh, fan base and our support uh, system. Um, when they come in here and they see it's from wall to wall and people, you know, all over the place and cheering and and I think that's going to be a huge, a huge weapon for us. So, um, you know, after thinking about it, I, I like the choice. Yeah, I uh, I was a little nervous at first, but then I thought about it. I was like, that's going to be a guaranteed sellout crowd. Uh, that's going to be a good, a good environment for us. Uh, it's going to be an environment that they're not used to. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I, I see some advantages there as well. Yeah. It's going to be a good football game. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you that. Oh, no. that. A lot of these teams in the Big South really don't know what they're walking into when they come to nope. the stadium. Uh, do you think that that's going to play a big role the entire season, just the type of crowd that NT brings, sellouts, into the game, understanding what's going on? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like that hidden nugget, that hidden weapon uh, that um, you don't prepare for because you're not aware of it. So, let's just keep it a secret, though. Secret. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to share. We'll have to tell everything, right? Uh, you, make a, you, make a, you make a return trip back to Charleston, uh, South Carolina. Uh, we won down there 27-21. Uh, Jermaine had 299 yards. He had an incredible game. Uh, besides uh, Jermaine's exploits, what do you remember about that ball game uh, a couple of years ago? Um, how flat we came out. We just started out flat for, for whatever reason. You know, you can – come up with a thousand excuses. Don't none of them float with me. But um, for some reason, we came out very flat and we wasn't, we wasn't ready, you know, from the onset. And, and, and you know, once we got into halftime and we had that conversation, things turned around and I thought we played a lot better. Uh, we looked like a, a, a Aggie football team in the second half. In the first half, we did not. Now that's what I recall. 
Uh, and then uh, we've got quite a few South Carolina teams on our schedule this year because uh, we have the South Carolina State Bulldogs as well uh, on the schedule. Uh, but uh, Buddy Q, uh, legendary coach, uh, outstanding coach. Uh, we go down there uh, this season to come back to us uh, next season. Uh, talk about just going up against Buddy Pugh and, and what that matchup is like for you. Uh, I tell you what, it's a, it's a it's a treat. That's that's possibly the best word. He is a character, um, but uh, he's one for the ages, and he's a, a good friend. And um, the fact that uh, you know the cross state rivalry, um, you know, plays a major factor into it as well. Um, they, uh, South Carolina State is always well prepared. They're well coached, and they give great effort. And um, shoot, we had to we had to play our butts off to get out of there with a win last year. And that was a tough ball game, and I knew it would be going into the season. I thought it would be the our toughest opponent, and um, it, it it happened. Big time interception by Amir at the end of that game, AT1, 22 uh, to 20, but it was, it was nip and tuck the whole way. Your heart was pounding because you just, you know, uh, yeah. the next play could break yeah. it open. So it was, it was a great game uh, down there in Orangeburg, no question. And how important is it to have uh, South Carolina State and Central back on the schedule this year? Oh, it's huge. Absolutely huge. Um, those are the, the rivalries that we're familiar with. Those are the rivalries that we look forward to. Um, those are the rivalries that, uh, in my opinion, must be played um, because of the tradition, because of the history. And, and um, I'm excited, uh, looking forward to it, and um, can't wait to that day. Yeah. Coach. Uh, uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, a lot of these, a lot of these games this year on the road are, are within driving distance. How important is that to be for you and your squad in the first year back playing football, knowing that a your travel is not going to be too bad, and b all the Aggie supporters can be on the road with you. Okay. Uh, well, I think that's the uh, the character, the nugget uh, in in that conversation. The fact that it's um, close enough for our fans to travel. Uh, we're going to get on a bus and go. I don't care what we're playing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, to have that support with you, that's what makes it special. Uh, I can remember looking back when we played in Jacksonville State that year, back and seeing all that blue and gold. I'm telling you, that melted. You know, that kind of support in those kind of environments are crucial. You know, um, so – is, is um, appreciated. I want to make sure that's understood. Um, and, and we're very thankful, you know, for having that type of support. Uh, let's close out the schedule with Gardner-Webb, another uh, in-state school. Uh, you were the defensive coordinator when we played them in a two-year series uh, a few years back. Uh, and a and uh, had their way both times. Uh, how important is it to have another uh, in-state rival uh, like a Gardner-Webb, which is right down the street? Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take a, a rivalry game anytime, and particularly one that's in-state. Um, uh, again, too, but now that's an upcoming program. 
If you look at uh, the Gardner Webb that we played a few years back, and you look at the team today, they're not the same team. They are a much um, more polished uh, team. Uh, they had a tough loss last week uh, against uh, Charleston Southern, but um, the game against Monmouth, I was impressed um, with everything. They 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 fought to the very end of that ball game, and. I was very impressed with um, their growth and, and where they are now compared to where they were when we played them, what, two, three years ago? Uh, a lot of growth. Uh, you, you bring up an uh, interesting point. Is it an advantage that you're able to see some of these teams this spring, or does it matter because they <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and question and answer, okay. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it, it, there are some advantages, but uh, not many. You know, the fact that we get to see them, you know, and we're not playing, they don't get to see us. But are we seeing the real deal? That's That's my question. Because of uh, you know the uh, pandemic and uh, the culture of things now, a lot of times this kid don't play, that kid didn't play. You look at the rosters, you be like, wait a minute, where is that number thirty? You know, and and he's not out there this week, and you know, so are you are you seeing the real real team? That's right. You know, so that's the that's the question mark. But um, as far as the X's and O's and something else, I. I I think hold to be true. Um, the coach is not bringing out their full package either. They're keeping it very vanilla um, because of, um, you know, the situation. Uh, I don't think we're seeing everything that they have. We're seeing just enough, you know, to, to get them to the, to the finish line. Uh, no celebration bowl this time around uh, with us being in the Big South. You're going into the playoffs. Is there a different preparation for you guys being that uh, you're trying to prepare to win several games for a national championship versus just having to try to win that one bowl game? Uh, is there a different approach as you come into this season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you say, uh, the, the playoff is a run. And the bowl game is a game. You know, so it's a, it's a one week, two week preparation for one game where in the playoffs, you have to prepare each week the next opponent and and so on and so on. And hopefully you, know, you get down to those last two. And and so there is a different approach, but um, same direction. Maybe I should say you're doing the same thing. We're still going to do what we do. Um, just have to. Um, refine some stuff and and cut some edges here or there and, and add one or two wrinkles and and but still do chicken. <laughs> well I I will say I'm gonna miss Atlanta. I uh, I started calling it Wakanda uh because it was just uh, such a fun time in December. We win every year. Uh, but uh but certainly uh, a national championship would be cool too. Okay, Smith. Coach, you, you guys obviously didn't get to play games this spring or in the fall. What's the thing that you've been able to work on the most with your squad in this time? 
Uh, I'm sorry, you were breaking up there. I, I didn't hear the question. Uh, sorry about that, Coach. Uh, you didn't get a chance to play any games this year. Uh, okay. Gave you a lot of time to work on some stuff. Uh, what's been the thing that you've worked on the most with your squad as you try and improve and getting ready for the big staff? Uh, fundamentals and technique. I promise you. That's where we hung our hat. Um, and then, two, trying to increase our depth. Uh, with a uh, schedule like this, I think depth is critical. Uh, more people are going to have to play. And we got to, and when a guy come in, we can't lose equally um, solid. Um, I mean, we can't lose a step just because one or two people came in. So um, I think that's what, that's the, the two areas I think we, we concentrated on most. And right now we're in uh, what we call in phase two. It's all about getting bigger, faster, and stronger. And uh, watching the transformations of the kids' bodies, you know, change has been a, a, a treat for me. Uh, and and um, Coach Ali is doing a tremendous job. Uh, those that need to lose weight, they are losing weight. Those that need to gain muscle are gaining muscle. Understanding how much fat content his body or his frame can 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 hold, and um, don't go beyond that number. And um, they look like a football players. They look like a football team. And I'm very grateful for that. For that. Uh, before we get to some of our questions from our fans, uh, I want to bring Carl, uh, Deacon Carl Harrison in here uh, just to uh, give us a little update uh, about tickets. I know that we don't have a firm date of when they go on sale, but uh, give fans an idea of uh, kind of what we're thinking in terms of capacity, in terms of uh, just kind of waiting on the governor's orders and all those kind of things that play a factor into uh, ticketing this season, Carl. Yeah, so I know a lot of people are definitely waiting and, and excited to purchase tickets, especially with the momentum of the release coming out yesterday. Um, the thought is, as a lot of people saw the governor uh, announced yesterday, that um, we'll revisit as we get closer to June 1 on uh, hopefully uh, reducing the restrictions on capacity um, as well as social distancing. So obviously, that would be a great help for us. Um, and so the plan is to kind of wait till we get a little bit closer to that June 1 date, um, and we will um, send an update actually probably within the next week or so on what our plans are. And then um, I can't give you an exact date, but we will more than likely look at starting ticket sales shortly after that June 1 date. So that those first two weeks in June, uh, more than likely get some of the tickets. Outstanding. Thank you, Paul. Uh, so be on the lookout for those tickets. Uh, Coach, we had a question from a fan. Uh, they wanted to know how spring practice went, considering uh, we missed a whole year of competition. Uh, and do you think there will be a hangover effect coming off of another Celebration Bowl uh, victory? Well, no, I definitely don't think there will be a hangover effect. I think we, uh, we've been away from football for so long. Uh, that is long forgotten. Everybody know um, what's what's at hand now. Uh, Paul, again, I thought we got quite a bit, and particularly working on um, increasing the depth. Instead of having um, two quarterbacks, we have three. 
Instead of having six offensive linemen, we got ten that we feel ready to play. They can go in a ball game and actually play. And um, so those are the things I thought uh, we 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 did get accomplished uh, this spring. Now, um, defensively, um, we felt like we needed to work on uh, motion adjustments. I think that was a, a big part of uh, what we wanted to get corrected or do better with uh, just the communication part, you know, having uh, verbal communication along with hand signals and, um, and recognition of formation and, and motion adjustments was um, a very big part of what we did and, and, and I felt we did got accomplished um, this spring. Is there any concern uh, because you haven't played in almost two years, starting with a Furman uh, on the schedule uh, this season, you know, and, and not a, a team that uh, a Division Two team? Um, is there any concern there with the opening opponent? Uh, if you're asking me, would I have liked to open with a Division Two team? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, uh, as far as concerns go, no, 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 not really. You know, um, it's very important that we just do what we do and do it well, and and we have the pieces, you know, to be successful. Uh, fortunately, we're returning 14 seniors, and um, so that's a lot of leaderships. Uh, I, I believe in uh, leadership, stateship, leadership brings championships. Uh, we've got a thank you from Dana Lee Hines, who said you did a uh, a video for the nursing alumni uh, school uh, during uh, the pandemic homecoming. So they wanted to thank you uh, for doing that video. So uh, certainly want to uh, shout her out. Uh, we've got a question uh, about were there any standouts in spring practice? Oh, yes. Yes. Um. I don't know where to start. Uh, the receiver core, I'm going to start there. Uh, we have um, this kid named Sterling uh, Burkhalter. He's about 6'4", about 190 pounds, and Shim can play. So uh, I'm very excited about uh, him. Another one, uh, Jameson Moore, here from right here in Winston. Um, I, I mean, these guys can, they can play. And, and not many freshmen have ever played for us, and, but they gonna play. And <laughs> those two really are uh, two of the big standouts. And then actually we moved a quarterback, Nicholas Wild. We moved him to receiver and was dumbfounded with his talent and, um, very pleased with the, with the younger uh, group of receivers, you know, to go along with um, uh, Corey Banks, um, got Zach Leslie, uh, Quinzel Lockhart, um, Tamon Cook. Yeah, we got a few. Just <laughs> <laughs> saying that a, that a five wide set's not going to be a problem this year. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, defensively, I think the standout, um, DJ Crossan is special. I, I hate to say that, uh, but I'm going to say it. Uh, it's his head. 
<laughs> but uh, hopefully he's not watching. But uh, he's a talent. He's just a God-given talent. And, and um, some of the things that he was able to do this was uh, just amazing. Um, the linebacker core, um, I think we had the best two linebackers in possibly FCS football. Kayon Howard and uh, Jacob Roberts. And, uh, of course, Jacob was a freshman last year. He was just playing off instincts. Now he know. He know why. And he know when. You know, so he, he playing on a whole nother level right now. So I'm very excited to see uh, the two of them work together. So it, it's going to be a good season. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic. We find a lot. We're going to fry a lot of chicken. <laughs> you know, uh, it's so funny. I've haven't heard those names in so long. You, you forget how, how much uh, talent we put on the field in, in 2019. Uh, Zach Leslie to Jake Roberts and all those guys. I mean, uh, uh, I'm excited for September. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, got another question about the special teams and who will the new kicker be uh, kicking extra points and field goals for us? Uh, well, I, we have a decent battle. We, we, we do. We, we have a decent battle. Um, Richie Reginald Rogers. Um, is 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 one of the uh, kickers um, that will be doing the majority of the uh, place kicking. Uh, well, I'm trying to. I'm to be honest with you. I just had a senior moment. I couldn't think of the, the kid's name. Uh, uh, but kicking, um, I'm gonna say we would. Um, if we not, we possibly gonna be better than we've been in in recent past. Um, for his uh, accuracy and the, the distance and the height of the football, the hang time, I think will increase uh, some. Uh, we should have a few more touchbacks than we've had uh, in, in in the past. Um, and then punting, we, you know, of course, Michael Rivers will be back to do those duties and very excited about where he, where he is and what he's doing. And we also um, recruited a young man uh, as a backup. So kicking, we're going to be good. Uh, uh, pump returners, we, you know, uh, Corey's going to be our guy. He's still the most dependable and most reliable person. Um, kickoff return, uh, DJ and uh, Tamon Cook uh, won those two positions uh, during spring ball. So, uh, but if you know of one, call me. <laughs> Uh, uh, Spencer, your your five wide uh, suggestion is getting a lot of uh, positive feedback, so I, I think people kind of like that idea. Hey, listen, uh, tell people uh, Jermaine's still on the team. <laughs> <laughs> y'all sure y'all want five wides? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's one of the better ones in the country, no question. Uh, got a good question. I think uh, people want to know. Have you kind of seen what the biggest difference between the Big South and the MEAC is uh, in terms of uh, you know, any differences there? Uh, not yet. You know, I'm sure they're going to identify themselves, um, you know, if you, down in the future. But um, today, no. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's football. Uh, um, I think it's, a, it's, it's competitive football, you know. 
I will say that. Every week you got to come prepared to play. Um, not saying that you didn't in the MIAC, but um, I think it's a little more challenging uh, across the board, you know, from the first team to the last. Uh, Shandad Harper is reminding us that North Carolina a t is indeed running back you. So before we get too crazy about five lines. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Whoever it is, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> Run the ball, baby. Run the ball. Yeah. Let's, let's not forget Tariq Cohen and Maurice Hicks and uh, Maurice uh, Mar uh, Cartwright and all those legendary running backs that have right. come through North Carolina a t uh, Certainly we have yeah, had our right. share of uh, talented RBs uh, come through here. So uh, can't forget that. <laughs> Coach, uh, uh, one guy who won't be back but was just featured in the Washington Post with a huge article, Mac McCain, uh, obviously getting himself ready for the draft. Uh, what did it mean to see him get featured like that in one of the, the top newspapers in the world? And, uh, and what did he really do at the next level? Uh, well, i tell you what, it was uh, – it makes my heart warm when, when one of ours – you know, get that kind of recognition and that kind of exposure. Uh, but I think he deserved it. He earned it. Uh, he has put in the time. Mike has done everything. He went beyond the call of duty here at A&T, playing football for us, um, and was a, a model student, leaving here with two degrees and a master's. Um, and I thought he did a very good job. You know, earlier I mentioned about the leadership thing, the stateship. You know, and I think he stayed in the right place the entire journey. And he was a great leader. And that's the reason why we was able to experience some of those championships. Um, as far as him playing at the next level, I, he will do well. He will do well. Now, um, I, I'm a true believer uh, timing is everything. Uh, being at the right place at the right time. Uh, and hopefully um, he get it right the first time. A lot of people, you know, have to bounce around to find that perfect place for them or the right place for them. And and I just pray that um, it, it happened for him uh, the first time. And he get into a good situation to give him a fair shot. And I think he's telling him to do the rest. Uh, shout out to Lonnie Shaw, who said the biggest difference between the Big South and the MIAC are the bands. That makes sense. I like that. I agree <laughs> with him. Whoever that Lonnie guy's good. I like Lonnie. <laughs> he's sharp. Yeah, he's, he's sharp. sharp. Yeah. Uh, had a question about the offensive line. I know we lost uh, Pettiford uh, since the last time we played. Dante Keys, uh, we lost. Uh, talk about the offensive line a little bit and how it is shaping up. Well, uh, this this spring we ended up with um, uh, Tim Williams. Um, and uh, Ali, Bilal Ali. Now, Bilal Ali played a lot of football for us already. And we used to sneak him in at tight end. We'll take a jersey off and put him in. And um, he will be uh, that person. But I am so pleased with um, three or four of the young guys. And um, remember these names, Jason Ivey. He's going to be something. Um, uh, Cesar Monero, football player, and, and these these those young guys that um, that has that it factor, whatever that may be, um, and, and they also had a work ethic that go along that goes along with it. 
that, that normally would separate, you know, the good from the from the average. Uh, so I'm very excited about the offensive line, and and um, we actually have gotten a couple transfers. I'm not going to call no names, but mm -hmm. um, we got a couple of transfers just to have someone with some game experience uh, under their belt. But um, I'm, I'm hanging my head on the youngsters. Questions are coming in hot and heavy. Uh, we, we do have a new strength coach. Uh, what do you like about him? What does he bring to the table? And uh, are there any upgrades in the weight room? Yeah, the, the weight room is awesome. I think they did a tremendous job uh, in the weight room. Um, and you know how these kids like things shiny and new. <laughs> <laughs> this generation. So, um, you know, I was very pleased, um, you know, the work that the workmanship and, and the efforts and everything that went into uh, remodeling the, the weight room. And um, I think the most impressive part to me is to, uh, I don't know what they call it, the breakfast bar. The food, kind of whatever that is, that's the area I'm I'm most impressed with. Uh, um, and and Coach Ali is um, the right one for the job. He's very conscientious. Uh, he crosses every T, dot every I, uh, and he cares more than anything. And I'm, I'm I think we are lucky and happy to have him at the same time. And the fact that uh, he's a young single man, time don't mean nothing to him. <laughs> he a mule. You can work him 14, 15 hours a day. <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, just a great guy. And I think one of the things that really impressed me with him is his uh, rapport with the guys. That's it's amazing. Uh, you know, and, and they believe and they have bought into uh, what he's selling. Uh, it don't take uh, rocket scientists to figure out he know what he's talking about uh, when it comes to uh, you know physical training. Uh, so, like I say, the right guy for the right time. We are here with uh, North Carolina anti head football coach Sam Washington, uh, and uh, we've got a concern about the secondary considering uh, the last time we saw them. Uh, you know, they gave up 44 points to Alcorn State. In a, in a fun game to watch. It was fun for the fans. I don't know about coaches. Not me. <laughs> but uh, it was certainly entertaining. Uh, how does the secondary look? I know you mentioned crossing, uh, but uh, any other bright spots in your secondary? You know what? Um, I, I think that is the um, – what's a good word? You know, Mike is the only one we lost. The other six are returning. So, you know, they, they are the most experienced group, you know, on the field. Um, now, we did some things, including Mac, and particularly Mac, you know, that ball game that was very characteristic of our style of play. And um, But those are things that I think we uh, put a lot of emphasis on this spring, uh, you know, the do's and don't do. Um, you know, we, we I thought we were – no, ain't no thing. We were absolutely too aggressive. In that ball game, uh, you know, trying to uh, make a play and, you know, it's bigger than me. That's what I tell them. It's bigger than me. If everybody use that concept and understand that it's bigger than me, 
um, we won't find ourselves in those kind of positions again. And and where we, you know, trying to make something big happen and, and it go the other way on us. Go ahead, Spence. Coach, when you think about everything that's gone on and the amount of time that this team has had to just put it together and nothing else really to distract them, what do you think that will, that will equate to from the first time uh, you guys get to see the tournament? I mean, not everybody's been on campus. it has been a lot of athletes only. The team has had a lot of time to just know each other uh, and not have to worry about doing like that. Well, um, it's, you know, I think it's been a roller coaster. You know, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. You know, and then, too, um, it's, it's very difficult. We got kids that um, out of, I hate to say, uh, out of character, but out of their norm. You know, uh, not – going to class on a daily basis, you know. Uh, athletes are uh, creatures of habit. We like to do things over and over and over the same way at the same time. And anything that uh, distort uh, or change those times kind of get you out of, out of sync. And so uh, that's what these kids have been dealing with. It's been tough. It's been very tough. That's why I think it's very important um, uh, one, that everybody get vaccinated so we can get this uh, herd immunity and, and get this thing out of here. Uh, and then, two, um, give us the opportunity to get everybody back on in during the summer and see if we cannot get back to some form of normalcy. Uh, uh, it's my wish. And then now we can get the guys uh, shoulder to shoulder. And, and 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 building those those bonds uh, that's going to take for us to be successful. Coach, uh, is Jalen Fowler your leading candidate at quarterback, or uh, when they go into camp, uh, or is he in a feeding neck and neck in terms of the starting quarterback position? Well, um, I would like to say neck and neck, but uh, Jalen has won that position. He has, and, and I don't think uh, Fetty would deny it either. Uh, but I, I'll, excuse me, I'll say if you have one, you have none. So, um, you know, he's one play away from from being, uh, from not playing, from being, and, and, and you better have somebody that you can rely on and depend upon um, to take his place. And fortunately, we have that, that guy. The thing that I've been impressed uh, since you've been our defensive coordinator and now head coach is just your ability to stop the run. I mean, you know, you say it, but it, it happens routinely, week in and week out. Uh, defensive line-wise, uh, I know we might be a little young, but uh, it's such a key to what you do defensively. How does the defensive line look? Oh, we're gonna be, they're gonna be good. <laughs> we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Uh, I tell you what, we're a little smaller than we have been in recent past, but uh, I think we're much more athletic and, and a lot quicker. And, and, you know, we play that vertical style defense um, with the defensive line. So, um, you know, speak it on to help us. Uh, so uh, we're very excited. We're very excited about what we have and who we have. 
and um, we're trying to add one or two more nuggets. And, and if that happens, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm very confident with, um, you know, the kids that we have right now will be successful. The Aggies kick off the season on September 4th uh, in South Carolina against Furman. Uh, their first home game is September 25th uh, against uh, North Carolina Central. Uh, and certainly we're getting questions about whether we'll have fans uh, in the stands. And the answer right now, as we speak, is yes. Uh, but uh, COVID is certainly very unpredictable. Uh, but as of April, yes, we do plan to have fans in the stands. We just don't know how many yet, but uh, certainly we are looking forward to Spencer Turkin streaming the games again, being our play-by-play guy. And uh, So if yes. you can't have a full stadium, uh, you can watch it uh, on ESPN Plus uh, with the Big South. Uh, and so certainly um, that will be the case here. Got a question about camp, summer camp uh, for high schoolers. I know COVID uh, wreaked havoc on that. Is there a chance that that will return uh, in the near future? Absolutely. Uh, as of right now, that date is June 11th. June 11th will be the, the first one. And it, it is our wish and our plans is, uh, is to have at least two and possibly another one at the, um, at the end of July. But uh, now the one on June 11th is edged in stone, uh, is, is on. Say it one more time, you, you broke up on me in the last part. Sorry. Yeah, really. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sponsors. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we'll just give a shout out to yeah, just giving a shout out to uh, all of our sponsors that especially uh, help North Carolina Anti Athletics and make the Aggie podcast happen. Carolina Ford dealers, uh, Miss Winters, which is located uh, right near campus, has a five dollar uh, Aggie special on Fridays, um, as well as North Carolina Farm Bureau. Those are three sponsors this week's uh, Aggie podcast. Coach, really, I guess the, the big thing that, that I want to know is you seem very excited about this team. Uh, I, I almost feel like you're, you're a little bit more excited about this team than you've been about your teams in the past. Is it just the amount of buildup leading to the season, having not played last season, that's contributing? Or, or is this team one that you feel like can it even exceed your expectations? Um, I think it's a bit of both, honestly. I really do. Um, I think for the fact that we have not played and have not been on the gridiron, have not been on the grass, have not played in the competition game, almost two years, weigh in, you know, very heavily. Um, and the fact that uh, we have some amazing talent, we have some, we have talent. 
and and I like to see uh, what it looked like when they bond together and, and learn how to, you know, work for each other. I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited to see it. Uh, we're going to go something about Dr. Stoney. I like speaking of running back you. I'm starting right back on Alan Hooker. Uh, we'll see here at North Carolina AGT. Uh, another one of those outstanding right backs in the chain. Uh, running back to North Carolina AGT. So, uh, big love out to Stoney and uh, all of our former Aggie football players who have made this place uh, very special. We hope to bring back some more memories this season as we enter into the Big South. Uh, to my special guest, Sam Washington, thank you so much, Coach. Uh, for joining us, you've been outstanding, and uh, uh, and I like to be with my uh, co-host Spencer Turkin. I couldn't do it without you, and of course, Carl Harrison, who pays the bills for us each and every week. We appreciate him uh, as well. We'll be back next week with another special guest, Maggie Land. And uh, we hope you guys have a great day. Uh, bye bye.